Hello, 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 and welcome to Pilot Light, the imaginary movie podcast, spin-off podcast, where we watch the first episode of a TV show and then talk about it. Uh, my name is Sam, and today we're delving back to the 1970s when women were aliens. <laughs> uh, and I'm Joe, aka Apollo 3, the plastic astronaut. <laughs> well done, Joe. Nice quote from the show. Yes, welcome to this podcast where we talk about television many many people have uh, has watched but we haven't and um, this is this is kind of venturing out a little bit for us because we like to keep it fresh we like to keep on top fresh of the from the 1970s <laughs> the latest trends of uh, uh british broadcasting excellence yeah and, and that's what we're here nobody outside of the uk will have heard of this at all no not even remotely no. yeah but it's our podcast. We can do what we like, including... Well, let's talk about what we're doing first. We're do, we're, this week, we're watching Open All Hours, uh, which I think is accurately described as a staple yes. of, uh, of, of British television from the mid-70s. Um, it's got everything you want from, I mean, you know, casual... Ronnie Barker, he's, you, you know... Did, did Was he ever knighted? Was he Sir Ronnie Barker? I mean, if he wasn't, then, I mean, you'd imagine he was. I don't know if Ronnie Barker was knighted. I think mean, that's maybe a good thing for you to to consider while I while I vamp joke. You go for that. Well, yeah, we've got Ronnie Barker. We've got David Jason as well, who I think was knighted. Um, Ronnie Corbett was um, was was a CBE. Oh, Barker probably died, didn't he? Probably he probably died. Before yeah. So Ronnie Corbett refused a knighthood on the basis apparently that Barker never got one. So there we go. Good man. Also, let's refuse knighthoods as well. Let's not continue, you know, to kind of perpetuate the idea that getting a sword on your shoulder from the Queen is a good thing, you know? Fuck the monarchy. But anyway, that's not that's a, that's a different podcast. That's a different <laughs> podcast. We're doing Open All Hours, and I think this is one of your picks, Joe, so I'd like you to explain yourself. Not defend, not defend. I'd like to explain yourself uh, why you chose this. Um, it's kind of one of these shows that, like, we haven't... I've not necessarily seen it all, but I've seen episodes of it. Like, this is kind of my dad's kind of sense of humour. So, like, mm. you know, The Two Ronnies was something, like, that was on at Christmas. So we should probably explain The Two Ronnies a bit. So Ronnie Barker, who's the main character Granville in this, um, he often... And his kind of sidekick was a man called Robbie Corbett, um, and they played Ronnie Corbett. Ronnie, Ronnie, yeah, yeah, Ronnie Corbett, yeah. Oh, sorry, they said Robbie Corbett. No, <laughs> there were the two Ronnies. So that Robbie was... Coltrane and <laughs> then the, the, otherwise the, the the title and the two Ronnies doesn't really make sense, <laughs> does it? <laughs> One Ronnie and Robert, yeah. mm, not really. Um, Sorry, I interrupted. Continue. Yeah, so so they were kind of like you know they did lots of sketch shows effectively together, um, and they did loads of Christmas specials, and they were always on kind of at the same kind of around Christmas. Yeah, that was Markham and Wise. I'm I'm moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Markham and Wise was another one that were on at the same time. So Eric Markham, Ernie Wise. Um, but yeah, it's like it, my dad's it, kind of sense of humour is like this Tommy Cooper that sort of thing yeah um, like generation ge- generationally that's the thing yeah. that we like I was moving my glasses up and down there because it's that type of it's that type of um, quite pun ridden TV shows yeah. you know quite kind of gag a little bit saucy a little bit racy maybe you know something that's but kinda... quite clean in some ways as well like a lot more clean than yes. you possibly get like the closest today that i would say in terms of comedians would probably be and it's not really close but peter k probably is the closest 
kind of thing to them nowadays. Maybe Michael McIntyre. That yeah, of, that yeah, sort of kind thing. Of... Yeah, you know, there's not they don't rely on like swear words or ripping the shit out of the audience for kind of the humour. You know, it's very clean. Yeah, yeah. light entertainment. Yeah. I think this is this is this is uh, the, 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 these people would class as. Open allows though. This is this is a, a TV show that comes from the mind of Roy Clark, mm-hmm. who was quite a prolific writer, wasn't he, for for the BBC? And he he wrote um, a, a, a range of different things, including um, Last Summer Wine, which is another one of my dad's favourites. To be honest, he loves Last Summer yep. Wine. Remember keeping up appearances as well, the, uh, vaguely, um, which is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the one that had um uh what's his face? Clive is it Clive Swift? Yeah. The the you know oh I can't remember his name. It did have Clive Clive Swift as Richard Bucket. Yes. But that's quite a fun show. That's quite a fun show. That's again that's another one that I think is is was on in the background during my childhood, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what was on TV at those points. So he's so this uh, Roy Clark is has you know got quite a good um record i think of producing good tv open all hours was maybe one of his um it's probably, probably his most famous, famous thing i yeah. would say i mean not his longest running because fucking last of the summer wine went on for nearly nearly 40 years fucking hell it was 197 I mean, 1973 through to 2010 wow the churn on those on that cast must have been insane because yeah, yeah. they're all incredibly old when in the 90s when I, you know when i was <laughs> they were all old in the 70s when you started. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. By the 90s, so it, they were nearly gone. <laughs> it's all just it's all quite upsetting and sad at the end. So yeah, it's fine. What happened to Compo? So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's so all of this all of this type of TV, I think, is is I'm going to call it middle of the road. Yes. You know, I don't think this is necessarily that subversive. I think it very much fits in with the the style of um, comedy that was on TV when we had three channels. You know, we're not we're not pushing the boundary of of um, uh, of what comedy means. We're kind of just oh, it's you know, it's fine. It's this this will keep everyone entertained. There's enough innuendo that the kids don't get it, but the adults do. And I think Open All Hours is maybe one of those shows, although. I will, I will, um, I will preface uh, as you prepare a plot summary, Joe. This is incredibly sexual. It's it's very raunchy, isn't it? I was surprised when I watched this. I'm like, I don't remember this being the case. I do not remember exactly. I do not remember in my kind of brief watchings of this, and that's and you know you know why we don't remember, Joe, is because when we watched this, we were seven or eight years old and completely <laughs> oblivious. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's so blatantly obvious. Like, in this, and we'll get to it, but there's, like, two 30-second shots of a woman's ass, Like, <laughs> literally just a woman's ass, Nothing else. Well, we were like, hmm, that's, that's a nice tailoring. Look at those trousers. <laughs> Not really concerned of the contents of the trousers, no. but there was, yeah, yeah. Those are so very give nice us a plot trousers. summary, Joe. Um, so Arkwright is a is a miserly and eccentric shopkeeper with a stammer who longs to marry his lifelong love, um, Nurse Gladys. Uh, he runs a small town grocery store along with his errand boy and nephew, Granville, and a particularly dangerous till. Um, I should say, I think I said that um, Ronnie Barker plays Granville, but he doesn't. He plays Arkwright. Uh, David Jason, who we'll get on to, uh, plays uh, Granville. 
Yes, yes. And we'll get we'll get onto the cast in a wee second. Let's talk about the origins of this show because it is quite interesting actually mm-hmm. where this came from. Um basically there was a a, a a kind of anthology show starring Ronnie Barker entirely. So he plays all the characters, he's kind of all the main characters called Seven it. of Nine. I mean sorry, Seven of One. Yes. <laughs> Seven of One. <laughs> Yes, it's Ronnie Barker in a very sensual uh, onesie <laughs> jumpsuit thing, just like Jerry Ryan. No, so Ronnie Barker, and it's, it's basically. I wouldn't watch. Think, I would not watch. Think that. about. Think about that. I, no, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> you are now, though. This is the problem. It was seven different shows, and um, a seven different kind of sketches, half-hour sketches, and it's quite kind of. <laughs> it, it's quite kind of blatant in one way because it's. It's basically seven pilots for seven TV shows that Roy Clark could have. Um, it's, it's well, not sorry, Ronnie Barker could have been involved. And Roy Clark was wrote a couple of them, and mm-hmm. there were other writers as well. It's kind of and like this is one of the ones. It's the seventies version of like the Netflix thing of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, isn't it? It's like we'll do these and see which one gets the best kind of ratings, and we'll just go from there, you know? Yeah, 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 and and interestingly. Um, it also spawned the, the the first episode was open all hours. The second one was called Prisoner and Escort, which spawned Porridge, Porridge. which is a, yeah, yeah another um, another kind of seventies staple. And another um, show with Ronnie Barker as well. Ronnie Barker plays the main character. Yes, yes, and that was but that was written by um, uh, t- t- uh, some other people. So there is that. That's quite interesting, isn't it? In terms of you know how, how TV got here. was was pitched and produced and developed in the 70s when you didn't really have the same, especially in the UK, the same kind of infrastructure for developing pilots in those ways. So this was a kind of nice... And also, you get to see Ronnie Barker doing funny things. He was very popular at the time. He was already a successful guy. So he could kind of lift a TV show and then take these writers with him, which is pretty much what he did um, and was able to kind of do that, which I think is, is pretty cool. Yeah. It does, however... Go on, sorry. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say, yeah, you know, like he, he was really well known at this point. So like Ronnie Barker in Britain at this point is probably like, you know, at the peak of his powers. I don't know if this is before the, the, the famous sketch or the most famous two Ronnie sketches, obviously the four candles sketch. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the four candles sketch at all or uh, but that's I know of it, yeah. Yeah, so that's kinda that's the most famous sketch that that the two do. So it's like in a hardware store and he goes in and he asks for four candles and he brings him four candles and he's actually after four candles and yeah, just like, you know, typical kind of mispronouncing thing. So, you know, like yeah. Ronnie Barker is a really well known household name at, um, at this point. So, you know, as soon as he's on something, like the chances are you're gonna get at least a season sort of thing from it. That's what the seventies love, Joe. That's what the seventies celebrity was: rotund, middle-aged men. Yeah. That's what. The... Why can't we go back to that? I don't know. I'd be... You know, never mind these chiselled-chested, voluptuous. Ten, stars ten years time. Now. Ten years time, and I'd be golden. You know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You, know, you you could be fronting your own TV show right now. Yeah, the next Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Instead of this pathetic podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But, In ten years time, this might have taken off. We might be there. <laughs> No, it won't. We'll still be here. Well, we've taken off anywhere. We'll still be here. Well, you'll, you'll be in a different ground. house, probably. But yeah. Well, possibly, yeah, possibly. So we are, however, going to have to to fess up to a 
um, uh, horrific misdeed that we've we've committed. In that, actually, the first episode episode that, uh, of of Open All Hours that we watched is not the pilot because really the pilot is the episode that was on Seven of One and. We kind of figured this out halfway through, I think, uh, the process of us all watching it. I didn't get to watch 701. I didn't have time to do that. Um, I think you did. I did. It, it's a lot more disjointed. Um, it kind of feels like a series of shorts as opposed to an episode. Um, yeah. A lot of it's kind of very similar. So there's a lot of, like, um, Arkwright dribbling over um, Nurse Gladys Emanuel, who's a different actress in the um, in the pilot. Um, David Jason looks younger um, than he does in this first episode um, <laughs> because of time. <laughs> yes, although it's only I think it's only two years before. It's about two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, but there's a lot of the similar things. Like he's still out on his stupid bike and he crashes and falls off. He's still like trying to stare at girls. Um, I think they actually make him younger because I think in the pilot they um, they make him 25. Um, and in the actual first episode we watch, he's meant to be a teenager, I believe. Um, obviously, that, obviously the other way that, around, one or the other. No, I think he is. He's yeah. twenty five in in the in the aired open on hours. Ep- we're going to call it episode one versus yeah. the pilot. Is what we're going to call it. Um, I I think he I think David Jason was quite a lot older than twenty five though. I he think, he from, was in his memory. in his thirty thirty two or something like that. But Ronnie Barker. <laughs> Was actually only eleven years older than him at this point. Like, even though in the show, like he looks a lot older, he's only actually like eleven years older than David Jason. So yeah. Um, so we're not we're not. I, I think we bring that up because to acknowledge the fact that this isn't the pilot, even though it's called pilot. Like, but actually, I think it's more interesting for people who uh, general audience who are listening to this because it's you'll have maybe watched the first episode, which you can get on YouTube by the way to save you having to pay for it on LTV if you already have a subscription. Yeah, so uh, maybe watch Seven of One for out of interest, you know, if, if if you're really into this, but probably not something to do unless you're particularly committed. Shall we get into the first episode then, the, the episode one of Open All Hours, which starts in, again, it's the 70s, so things are... You know, winter of discontent. I think is is maybe just a yeah. couple of years away. And he's in like nineteen uh, seventies Yorkshire as well. So we should also point yes. out, you know, it's in the north. Um, we're always poor in the north. We yeah, we're eating gravel from Middle Road and all that stuff. And uh, this so this 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 is the, the prime location again for TV show. Now the TV we have uh, in in twenty twenty one. It's sexy. It's bang robbers. It's doing cool stuff with cool people saying cool things go back and watch our previous episode on scandal that we did uh, i think last week and you'll see the type of sexy tv i'm talking about now we're not in sexy tv we're in a shop we're in a corner shop in doncaster or something yes doncaster and yeah and uh and, and we're watching these two losers these two miserable guys who don't have really much going on other than stalking a nurse ownership and stalking a nurse yeah yeah and and perving on women <laughs> you know just like all men did in the 70s really and still do now <laughs> sam that hasn't stopped let's be honest <laughs> yeah true true that is fair <laughs> that is fair so what's how, well, how does this episode kick off so can you can you remember so i think it kind of does it not kick off kind of in the shop and things that they're, they're discussing these um the cans in the storeroom and things yes. so yeah. so they're in the storeroom and and um 
Arkwright has um, bought a load of these cans cheap um, because they've lost the um, they've lost all the wrappings, the, 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 all of the um, outer wrappings and things. So you can't tell what the date is on them or anything. So, but they also don't know what's actually in them because there's nothing to tell them what they are. <laughs> yes, which is quite funny, isn't it? And it's and it you know you. Like the the bit where where he's shaking them, yeah. Because this this because Gran- Granville nice kind of goes to him, he's like that, like oh, you know, you don't even know what's in them, and he's like, oh, you know, I can, I can tell, I've got this great hearing sort of thing, I can tell just from the sense of it. And he like shakes it, and he's like, what does he say? It's like something in Mulgatani soup. He yeah, says, yeah, um, yeah, leak, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is which is a good it's a good gag, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's, and it and it kind of tells us what we need to know about um, Arkwright and his. You know, because he's from Yorkshire, mm-hmm. his cheapness, his absolute cheapness, and he's kind of, you know, he's not particularly good at being a shopkeeper either. No, you know, because he doesn't provide people's change. <laughs> In fact, he steals money from one woman. He does uh, three pence, I think. Yeah, which, which but he convinces was, her that she owes him the three pence. Because yeah, I would so fall for that. In fact, the other week. I went to buy some uh, some food from the Chinese next door, which is pretty crap, but the other one wasn't open. And I'm fairly sure that she shortchanged me by about six quid. And I didn't notice at all until I got home and went, wait a minute, 17 quid minus... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, fucking hell, I've shown her give me carry, two pounds. Carry back. the noodle. <laughs> but of course you just say, oh, thanks thanks a lot, cheers, mate. And you walk out because you don't think... I mean, to be honest with you, anymore. like three pence, I wouldn't give a shit. Like, I'd even give them the, the three pence. Like, yeah, but keep three the pence change. in the Fuck 70s, it. Joe, was like 10 billion pounds. It was, you're right. Let's not forget, let's not forget it was. inflation. It was, but like, yeah. Because yeah. I think what he says to her is, oh, you can owe me it next time. So she thinks that he's letting her keep the three pence when actually she owed, like he owed her the three pence or something like that, yeah. Um, so he's going to pay three pence again? Yeah. Oh, scumbag but it's yeah so it, it's the it's these two guys and Arkwright I think is his uncle isn't it because we get to see a reference it's, to it's something like his that. mother yeah. who's died and then his dad I think uh, Jason uh, David Jason's dad is I think they've referenced him as being Hungarian or something later on they like, do something a few different stupid yeah yeah to explain why he's not there you know why why yeah. um, Arkwright is looking after this boy yeah, um, who's kind of just come into like the, the the kind of thing where he's I mean I say he's coming into he's well past it but he's kind of like fairly young and he's you know he looks he, he doesn't really want to like be in a shop with his uncle anymore he wants to be like out in the world but his uncle won't let him and you know he's interested in finding a woman and you know that sort of a thing so there's like lots of and this is where the ass staring comes in like there's a shot where he's outside the shop I think he's like painting something on the um, on the window. Um, and um, like a woman walks past, and you never see a face. She's in it like three times, never once sees see a face. She's called Gloria, and all it is is like the camera staring at her ass for like thirty seconds, like you know, saying, "Oh yeah, isn't that a good ass? Oh yeah." Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, yeah. Let's let's go into the nineteen seventies and the civil list because this is quite extraordinarily. Uh, <laughs> It's certainly sexist in this in this episode. We get a bit of racism as well because you know it's the seventies. It's what we want. There's also the whole thing like, and this is possibly a bigger thing as well. Like um, Arkwright has a stammer, so you, you know he stammers yeah, all the well, time. Hold on, that a wee minute because that's that's quite an interesting story, isn't it? But I think just just on the on the kind of the, the misogyny, you do really. In fact, most of it, most of the jokes are, I think, about 
of sex. Oh, they absolutely, really. they absolutely which, are. Yeah, they absolutely. Which are. is fine, isn't it? It's fine in itself, and it's and it's some of it's quite funny. Yeah, I think it then verges. You know, we, you really get to see the kind of um, the how this is aged. I think the stuff with to... like Nurse Gladys is particularly creepy. Like some of the jokes and stuff are quite funny. So there's a bit where like Granville falls off the bike. And he like damages the time, and he walks back into the shop because he was staring at a woman, obviously. And he walks back into the shop, and he goes, "Oh, I've bent my, my front um, axle or something like that. I've bent my front spoke." And um, <laughs> Arkwright turns to him and goes, "I thought you were going to say you damaged the bike for a second there." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like stuff like that's actually pretty funny, you know. But well, but like there is the the yeah. stuff with like Nurse Gladys is in, is particularly like quite creepy, um, stalkerish, definitely harassment. <laughs> He has he has um, binoculars at one point, yeah. you know, going through the. He has to see your underwear and window. stuff, doesn't he, or something like that. He literally that. just says, "Just show me your pants, show me your knickers." You're <laughs> like, "Fuck's sake, mate! Like, chill out a little bit, a bit thirsty." Yeah, Jesus. However, however, not to excuse it, but it does it does say here that later on it's revealed that they're actually been engaged for quite a wee while, but um, that. They're not able to marry because of her mother, who doesn't approve, or something like that. Um, so that's so. There's there, so maybe there's a, a kind of a um, a little bit a little bit more of a connection there than this episode would have you think, which is that this guy is being a fucking creeper, creepy as shit. Like, leave her alone. She is quite clear that she does not want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, but it does. There is there is a nurse Gladys is is a kind of like an archetype archetypal character for for what you get for, um from female characters in she is, these absolutely. Type of tv yeah. shows you know like um quite cold mm-hmm. quite strong you know puts down the men like i think maybe that the, the, there's a there's a, a kind of an idea that there you would have a character in there who would be oh you stop it you know like she's not taking any shit mm-hmm. and she's able to kind of um to 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 sort him out quite effectively, but she's also, you know, she's also the this kind of sexual object or whatever mm-hmm. else of of, of thing. It, it, you don't overdo it because yeah. the seventies and it's and it's relatively harmless. And then I think there are probably other shows from the same period that maybe are a little bit more egregious. So um, last of the Silver Wines, I exactly the same. There's like loads of female characters in that that like it's a bit different because the characters are older, but like, you know, there's lots of like female characters in that that have people that are like you know, in love with them and stuff and they're, they're all kind of like oh, get away you sort of thing, you know. They'll maybe hit them over the head with like an umbrella or something, you know, like just to stop it sort of thing. And it's that, that kind yeah. of humour from that period. And it's the kind of buffoon the 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 the, the, the man is the buffoon, isn't yeah. it? And that's and that's that's the thing that I think it runs through this show more generally, is that he is and he's a bit of an idiot, and we get to kind of see his antics along with David Jason's character as well, um, as as kind of like look at these stupid men yeah, doing stupid, stupid things. things. Um, um, yeah, it's... so it's so it's kind of fun that way. Uh, one joke that isn't that fun is I think one of the one of the the racist jokes in this. Uh, something about a, a, a black man looking white because he's been drained of you know of color from shock or something like that, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa. To, to which I think the BBC on BritBox has a message that says, 
this show was made in the 70s, so we apologise if you're offended, which I generally think is quite a good idea to have in these type of shows. You know, just have a little disclaimer so that we can un- we can kind of understand yeah. it as the humour of the time. Yeah, you know, as opposed yeah to, you, you wouldn't yeah. see it now. And it's um... not unless you subscribe to particular YouTube channels, <laughs> which you might see plenty of that type of shit. So yeah, so it's where where, where are we next? And we get to see him. So he sends uh, he sends like David Jason out on his bike, um, Granville, out on his bike to do deliveries. He falls off and comes back. Um, there's the famous thing with the till. So the till has a particularly aggressive um, note um, note clip. That like throughout yes. the entire thing that like you know Granville won't go anywhere near the till, um, like because he just hates it. And whenever um, whenever Arkwright does it, like he, he like oh, there's nothing wrong with it, something, and it almost always takes his finger off. Um. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um, I think Ronnie Barker came up with that idea. I think from from what I can what I can read, like that was one of his contributions, along with and you've already mentioned it. The stammer for Arkwright, which. What do you think about that? Do you think that's funny? Or. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard looking back. Probably at the time, it probably was. I don't know that it is now. I, I mean, I don't find it funny, really. I mean, they do have some fun with it, um, I guess, but no, not really. But then yeah. at the same time, like, I don't think it's particularly offensive. I believe Ronnie Barker said that, like, he had a lot of people with stammers get in touch with him who said it was hilarious, so. He said um, that he opened a letter which began, We are a family of stutterers, which made his heart sink. However, the writer went on to praise his portrayal and added that the whole family found the character hilarious. So I guess it's like sometimes you, you know, there's there's maybe a thing about representation and, and having there. It is played for, 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 yeah, for, for, for should, a laugh, but it's not. Yeah, we should say it's not like a... It's not like a stutter to make fun of the fact he stutters. They use it to like for funny things. So there's like in the actual pilot, it's like they're talking about bread or something like that, um, and he's like he he, he he stutters over the word bread. So he's like buh, 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 buh. and and like the the guy kind of says something and it becomes balls or something like that. And it's like yeah, so, you know, or like breasts yeah. or bread or yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it's not yeah. like they're having to go at his stutter. They're having to go at what comes out because of his stutter, sort of thing. Yeah, so it's it's it's. I don't think it, yeah. Well, I mean, again, we're not we don't have stars, so maybe maybe you do, or maybe you would get in touch and tell us what you think. But I think it's, I think it's more. It's certainly on the lighter end of yeah. maybe where they could have gone, absolutely. Uh, maybe where other people have gone before. So yeah, good to mention though. So it's yeah. This, this so this this whole episode is it's kind of like farcical, isn't it? In that old fashioned sense mm-hmm. of watching these two stupid people. Um, Trying to get laid. I mean, that's really what the main yeah. premise of the show again. Quite shockingly, so I'm like, whoa. In two different ways. So, so Arkwright is obviously in like slobbering over the one woman, whereas like David Jason uh, uh, Granville, he'd be happy just with you know anyone really. He's just happy to speak to a female, um, <laughs> generally. And he and he he kind of gets to do a little bit more than speak to them, doesn't he? There's a woman on in number eighty-seven who's in, who's yes. Yeah, that's where that's where he damages his bike. Actually, he doesn't fall off his bike. There's this thing about like he's told to stay away by um, Arkwright from number eighty-seven because he obviously knows who's there. So he thinks, "Oh, I'm going to go and see what this is." And he like opens the door, and it's like a, a obviously a semi-nude woman um, opens it, and he drops the bike onto a garden gnome and breaks it. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, which which is you know happens, happens to the best of us, isn't it? Really, Joe. You know, to be honest, yeah. I I open many doors to like semi naked women. <laughs> happens all the time. Wow, that's uh, that's a fantastic admission to put on to audio, which will be on the internet forever. <laughs> yeah, lucky you, Joe. Lucky you. Damn it. Uh, so I want to ask a question, Joe. Is are there other other shows from? this period that you remember watching because i think for me there's there's a couple um i'm gonna let you think about that one the one that really sticks out for me because my mom used to watch it all the time was the good life which Mm -hmm. is kind of different to this mid it's mid 70s again 1975 and it's it's different in i think it's probably a little bit more refined maybe a little bit less um uh, you know, like naked women jokes, but or, but very much in that same sense of of that, that real kind of seventies feel. You know, there's something yeah. about these TV shows, and I don't know if it's just the way they're shot. You know, the the the, the classic one for me is inside camera, outside cameras. Like mm-hmm. there was a real difference when they went outside, and we get to see in this episode of of Open Allows as well. When they when they go outside, it's completely different because I presume that they're using film outside and inside. They're doing it straight to um, mm-hmm. uh, real. It'll be straight to real, probably like it'll be like a you know it, it won't be going onto film in that same way. Yeah. So there's lots of it. Just something about the aesthetic of these, and and I think the good the good life is one of those ones that I have quite fond memories of. I haven't watched it in years, and it's probably something to bring up again um, in a future pilot light as a kind of yeah. venturing into seventies um, TV shows. I mean, there's kind of a few for me. So, um, Porridge, we've already mentioned. That's one again. My dad used to watch that a lot. Faulty Towers. Um, oh yeah, Faulty, yeah. Um, probably. Do you think that's the most well remembered? Probably. It's probably the best known now. Again, it's one that probably doesn't age well. Um, there's a lot of Nazi jokes in there. Um, there's a famous sketch of like um, John Cleese walking around like like pretending to be Hitler, doing Nazi salutes and things. And yes, um, yes, yeah. Um, on the buses. Oh. Um, and then yeah. the other the other sort of fairly biggish one would be Dad's Army um, as well. That that is actually one I would like to watch quite soon. Mm-hmm. I think I might have to pull rank pull rank on that one to try. Aim low, you Dad dogs. Army. <laughs> yeah, because there's like there, there there are quite a few shows. I think the cultural impact of of, of shows like this is probably um, really well felt for kids of our generation. Mm-hmm. However, what I'm what my theory and why I ask this question is because I think that well, it's actually not that profound at all. Time passes, and as as um, we age, and as the people who watch this in the seventies age and then die out. We're going to see less and less and less of these like TV shows as like a kind of cultural mainstay. Yeah. I'm sure Faulty Towers is on the very near top of you know the best British sitcoms ever made. Oh, absolutely, will be says says an audience poll. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably going to start disappearing soon. Um, yeah, and and it does. I mean, watching this again, like I wouldn't say like I have fond memories of the show. But I have fond memories of sitting watching this soft show. You know, when I was younger and things, as I say, like Christmas specials and stuff all the time. Um, 
like I don't have fond memory of the show. Like I couldn't remember anything from this other than like I knew it was a shopkeeper. I knew he had a stutter. Um, and I knew David Jason was in it. <laughs> that was pretty much all yeah. I could remember. Um, so, um, but but you know, have quite fond memories of actually watching this. But like going back and actually watching it, it's like it's not at all kind of it, it's well, it's it's sort of like I remember, but at the same time, like it surprised me how kind of you know the raunchiness in it was quite surprising to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it's not necessarily kind of dark humor, but at the same time, it's a little bit. Some of the jokes are. A little bit kind of poor taste almost so you know i think we are getting to the point where this kind of comedy this sort of humor is kind of probably reaching its end which is kind of sad in some ways i guess but at the same time you know it was made for the 70s it belongs very much in the 70s <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know how many people are, are you know are desperate for this for this type of thing but yeah i you know it makes me think about um American Dad. It makes me think about American Dad, oddly, because that's a show that I think very much came from the early 2000s. It's a show that we, <laughs> excuse me, we um, cut our comedy teeth on, probably. Like, there's lots of yeah. rough. Carry the Noodle is a classic Carry American Dad joke that nobody else remembers, but we think is hilarious. Uh, you know, try, try and Google that, in fact, and see if you can, you know, read the script to see how funny it isn't. <laughs> but I think. <laughs> But what I've noticed is that when I've go, gone back and tried to watch this on Disney Plus, is that actually, American Dad, you have aged, and your comedy is a little bit not funny anymore. Yeah. Like there's lots of certainly the early season, some of the early stuff. You're oh. like, oh yeah, nine eleven in here. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's lots of jokes at the Again, expense previous of episode people. actually. Um, previous episode, yes. Well done, Joe. More we drive that engagement, Joe. Like, comment, subscribe. Um, and so I think that it's it's funny that even from like twenty years ago, although we can say like that it sounds like a long time, even the early two thousands we can really see I think the progression away from yeah. this and that our kind of you know as we get older and become less of less stupid, um, and more stupid in the same way, uh, I think you get to see kind of uh, how that's changing, which I think is is kind of quite interesting. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to kind of see if, like, shows like American Dad, for example, are still being watched in, like, 30 years' time or whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. to be honest, it's probably going to be on its, like, 300th season or whatever it'll be by that point. But um, <laughs> Have they have they not cancelled that show already? I don't think so. Well, yes, yeah, they no. did, but then it got, came back, didn't it? That was the whole, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> it did. It's on some of the channel now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's still going. Um it's on. It's on so, season eighteen now. So there we go. Season eighteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's um, well, probably enough making money. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Especially Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the fucking voices of everything. They can't get rid of him. Um, a couple of little trivia things is that apparently in two thousand in the uh, two thousand seven or eight, um, there were plans to demolish the local shop. Yeah. And there was a the shop was auctioned in Leeds on the twenty fourth of November two thousand eight. With <laughs> Leeds shout out, maybe the first Leeds Leeds shout out we've ever had on this podcast. Not uh, gonna be the last expected, uh, was expected to fetch between 120, 130,000 pounds. However, all bids fell short of the reserve price. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yorkshire mad. Nobody pays over the money for anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Wikipedia then goes on to say that a different auction commemorate the program with a BBC donated to the British Stammering Association. Um, the two false moustaches worn by Ronnie Barker in the series. So that's nice. Yeah. At least there's a bit of acknowledgement from the BBC yeah. that, you know, maybe, maybe need to mm-hmm. uh, pay reparations to the stammering community yes. for the for what they've done. <laughs> for, yeah. for the years of abusing them. Yes, great. Um, <laughs> other other interesting kind of thing as well. Actually, the last um, the last series of this one, apparently David Jason was forty five playing a teenager, so he had to wear a hairpiece. Um, wow, <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Good for him. That is. Impressive. I mean, it's David Jason, so he can do what the hell he wants. To be fair, I mean, you yeah, know, we haven't done the cast actually, but David Jason is pretty much the only other one worth mentioning. And obviously, everybody knows Sir David Jake Jason. You know, only fools and horses fame. Um, Yes, yes. He again, another British staple, isn't he? Very Dill much boy. Um, uh-huh. I'll, I'll just give a shout out to Linda Barron as well, who plays Nurse Gladys, who uh, is still alive at eighty-two yeah. and has been working pretty consistently since. I think there was a a kind of um, a sequel to Open All Hours. It's called Still Open All Hours, yeah. which started in two thousand thirteen and is was still going in. 2019, I assume, only stopped by the pandemic. There we go. Uh, 41, 41 episodes written by Roy, Roy Clark, um, which is quite amazing it's when pretty you think spectacular. about that. That's, that's from 1973 to 2019. These characters have been, um, obviously not Ronnie Barker, who, who, who died in the uh, late 80s, I think. Yeah. So that's amazing. That is amazing, isn't it? Really. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he died in. He sorry. Excuse me. He died in two thousand five. Um, Roy Clark is still going though. Roy Clark's still going. He's, so he's 91, really 91 years young, and he was writing TV like two two years ago. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And um, last one for me. There was. A novelization. Of <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh already. Of 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 this, um, I'm going to just read from Wikipedia again, which you could do in your own time. But here we are doing it in audio format. Two books relate to the program were released in the UK. One was written by Graham McCann and published in BBC Books, and the other one, a novelization based on the scripts. The first series written by Christine Sparks and published again by BBC Books. So, I mean, you know. Do we need a novelization of this? Probably not, but there's a market for it. People like it, so that's good. And I bought the novelization of the Deep Space Nine episode. Trials and Tribulations, is it or something like that? Based on the 1960s Star Trek episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. So who am I, indeed, to judge? I don't know. I mean, I'd. I mean, I'd, I'd buy that book. I, I don't know what's wrong with you. Not the open all hours one, obviously. The DS Nine one. Um, the DS Nine one. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to our Star Trek podcast. Yeah. Um. So I think Joe, we have kicked the arse out of this. I think so. Well, yeah. tonight, I think we've we've managed to do a tour of a range of different topics. Or some of them even related to this TV show. <laughs> we've stayed loosely in the area. Yeah. You know. We have. Yeah. We have for a grand total of 41 minutes, which I think is time enough. You know what I think, Joe? I think it might be closing time. I think it might be to shut the shop, to bring all the merchandise out uh, in from outside, <laughs> and for us to say goodbye to our dear listeners. Indeed. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah.